Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. We're so excited you decided to join us. Um, make sure you go over and leave those five-star reviews. If you like this, go over and listen to our other podcasts like the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast or High School Hoops or Funnel Down Defense or Coaching Youth Hoops or whatever uh, whatever one of the seven in our in our network that you would like to listen to. Uh, but before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout-out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. They are always – what I love about Dr. Dish is they're always innovating. They're always making – that a little bit better and that's what that's why i think they're the best machine out there we like i've said before we own three of them and i would not be talking about them every day if i did not believe in them mention coach unplugged they'll give you 450 dollars off and they'll give you a one customer service and then also what what helps keep the lights on what helps keep everything moving is teachhoops.com um it's for coaches who want to get better it is a one-stop shop by a basketball coach for a basketball coach um, you know, I'm always working with my team 365 days a year, working on making us better. And I want to do the same thing for you. I'm giving you resources, one-on-one calls, office hours, a roadmap per se that will help you uh, become a better coach. And we offer a 14-day free trial because I believe you should come in and kick the tires around and see if it's right for you. If it's not, that's fine. Um, but I, I guarantee that you're going to love it. All right, let's head off to the podcast. Being a, a, a good approach to eating right and, you know you don't have to be perfect um yeah. nobody's gonna be perfect but it's having them understand that if you have a choice between you know a, a piece of fruit with a skin on it and a a, a box of uh, pop tarts you know pick right. the piece of fruit with the skin on it right right uh, it's about making the right choices most of the time right and and the problem is with their bodies it does, they can most of it doesn't get away with it they can get away yeah. with it they can get away they with eating a box of pop tarts before a basketball game they'll be they'll be okay Right. They may not notice any difference whatsoever, but over time, if that's all they ever did, they'll start to notice a difference. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. 
Can you, here's a question I have for you. Can you improve foot speed? Good question. So what is foot speed? Foot speed is that quickness that coaches talk about, right? So well, about- I'm going to tell you from my team this year, we had a little bit of a hard time um, keeping people in front of us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you know the game of basketball. So we we had a hard time closing out. So for all the basketball coaches, we had a hard time closing out with urgency and then being able to react and keep them in front. Yep. I don't see it getting any better next year. So is that a skill that they can work on and how would they work on that? There is. It is. I mean, there's to me, there's three parts to it. One is intent, right? Do you have the effort? Do you want to get there quickly or do you not really care? So it's about getting the athletes who have intent to be, um, you know, to be high energy guys. Um, Two is about reaction, reading and reacting. You know, like you said, keeping people in front of you. Some of it's about being quick, but some of it's about also anticipating and reading your opponent's body language to determine what, what are they going to do here? Are they going to go this way? Are they going that way based on their foot? positioning based on their trunk positioning based on the ball position what what are their options and what i always try to tell athletes to do is take away half their options if you take away half their options you are going to be quicker because now they can't go two ways they can only go one way and now you know when they go when they start to move they can only go that one direction so it's going to make you look quicker as a defenseman um and then three that that foot speed that that ever that ever uh popular foot speed that coaches want my athletes feet aren't quick what do i do so I, they put them in an agility ladder and right. they have them move their feet really quickly in and out of the ladder the problem with that is i don't care how fast you move your feet if your body doesn't move well it's not getting from the brain to the feet fast enough well some oh. of that but again some of it's some of it's anticipation right right but they have to be able to be explosive and that goes back to that that springiness that quickness it's developing that that athlete's ability to move their body mass laterally. Again, I think going back to the, the agility ladders, too many coaches use agility ladders and think that's going to make their athletes quicker. Um, but if their feet are moving, but their body's not moving, it doesn't matter. Now, you know, now you're just stepping, but you're not going anywhere. That makes sense? Right. And when be part, able of to season, and part, part of the way I did this was like small, like we we'd simulate it. Yeah, and, for sure. And the small-sided games for the basketball coaches know what that is. That that seemed to help as the season went on because I think you're right. Part of it was anticipation. Part of it was effort. And part of it was, you know, that like, okay, what am I going to do here? Which way are we yeah. pushing this person? Do I have like – I think that all those things I think were built into that small-sided without me even yeah. knowing it, to be honest. Well, there's, there's for sure, there's the mental side of that, for sure. And that, but again, I think there's always that physical side that we can get better at. One thing I always work on with all my athletes, I call it the first three steps. Everything we do is about explosive first three steps. No matter what we're doing, if we're moving laterally, it's about explosive first three steps. If you think about in basketball, when are you ever going to shuffle more than three steps in any direction? Never. Right. Never. So it's about explosive first three steps, uh, which in, in, in shuffling is about two shuffles. And then you're doing something else. It's yeah, a we don't we don't it's shuffle like, at all anymore. No, it's, a, it's a quick, quick. Just to keep your body positioned here. It's a right. quick, quick. And then you're doing something else. Right. Um, so we always are just talking about that first three steps, being explosive in that first three steps. So everything is about just getting them in the right body posture and getting them the strength and speed and power they need to be able to be explosive in those first three steps. Yeah, I love that. I mean, that's true. It's like, yeah, 
Um, yeah, it's like an old coach saying foot speed. Uh, yeah. yeah. So what do you think is the most important strength thing for like, so basketball players need to be strong, but they don't need to be like bulky. You know what no. I mean? Yeah. Um, and just the fact that you say that bulky is, a, is a, it's really interesting to me that people still think that if you strength train, you automatically will become big and bulky. Um, right. You will not. Right. The only way you will is if you intend to become big and bulky. And part of that is because we, we strength train. We don't, uh, a lot of athletes will strength train um, as if it's 1986, right. We're bodybuilding. So we're doing, right. we're doing buys and tries. We're doing chest and back. We're doing legs. Um, and we're burning those muscles out with every lift that we do. Right. So right. we're doing five different exercises for my bicep. So we get a pump. Um, so we get a burn. So then we can then hopefully recover and get bigger muscles because bigger muscles look more attractive. The unfortunate thing is that's not athletic. That's right. body, that's aesthetic training. Right. Um, there's a time and a place, right? There's some athletes I want to get bigger and stronger. There's some hockey players I want them to be bigger. And stronger. Right. And there's some of my basketball players. I yep. need and there's just, basketball I need players. To, we need to put, we need to, you know, especially again, when they're post puberty, right? Right. When, when they're, you know, six foot six 160 pounds when they're done growing all right now it's time to start eating and start putting some muscle mass on but we don't have to train like a bodybuilder to put some muscle mass on necessarily as long as we do some things right um we want to train like athletes so the biggest thing that we try to do is get them to understand how to train like an athlete it means that we're training to be explosive or it means that we're training to be we're training to be strong obviously um so that we can be more athletic think of it this way Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Strength training, I said this before, strength training is the foundation of everything athletic. Why do we strength train? We strength train so we can move better. Right. What does moving better look like? Well, moving better is moving faster, moving higher, moving farther, right? So we get stronger so we can move better. Why do we move better? We move better so when we go to practice, now we can practice better. So now I can do all the practice skills faster, farther, higher. Why do I practice? So I can play better. So now if I practice better and I've got better practice skills, now I can play better. Right. So strength training is not competition, but strength training lays the foundation so I can do everything up to competition better so that my competition gets improved. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, but there has to be a, a well, from, from someone that's not a strength, there has to be a strength element to the game, though, like physicality, at oh, least, for sure. you know what I mean? And yeah. You're talking about hockey, but I'm talking about basketball. It's like I just see at times, especially some of my smaller guards, just like they'll go against a stronger guard, and you can notice, 
they're they're not getting they're literally getting beat up they're not but yeah, you know what i mean for sure they're, yeah. they're not strong they're not strong but again that's that's part of the game right is being right. able to move your body through space stronger faster farther right and and so getting strong what are the key components of getting strong for a basketball player it's obviously everything it's it's getting stronger lower body stronger upper body it's but again it's not about buys and tries it's about can i you know how strong can i push how strong can i pull in the lower body, it's how strong can I squat? How strong can I hinge or deadlift? You know, deadlift gets a really bad name, uh, especially in the basketball world, because our levers are so long in basketball that deadlifting is really hard for basketball players. Well, it's really hard, but it's really great for developing their low back strength. Um, right. So they not have low back injuries, believe it or not. Deadlifts are great at preventing low back injuries, not causing them. The thing that causes low back injuries with deadlifting is, is um, progressing too fast with weight. Um, trying to do too much too soon and and not knowing how to do them correctly. So if I can do those four things with my basketball athletes, and then once they get good at those, start adding in some explosive kinds of lifting techniques like Olympic lifts, variations of Olympic lifts. Now I can take that stronger athlete and make them more powerful. Um, and I guarantee you that athlete after you know a year's worth of training is going to be a very different athlete on the basketball court than they were the previous year. Right. And so what do you think? What do you think? Um do you, so for a basketball player is probably different than I don't know a football player or a hockey player, but is it about reps and not weight? Is it about opposite? It's about weight, not reps. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because it's strength, right? We want to get stronger, right? Um, so you want more weight, less repetitions. reps. Yeah, more weight, less reps. But again, with good technique, and again, that's where. That's where the two seem to kind of converge and have and we have problems with that because if I put more weight on a movement pattern that's not done well, the movement pattern is going to break down. It's going to look awful and the athlete's probably going to get injured. But as a coach, what we have to do is recognize where's that tipping point? How much can I load this athlete and have them perform the movement with good technique and then over time slowly add weight to that movement pattern? And that's what gets them stronger in time. It's not repetitions. Again, that's a bodybuilding mentality right? Uh, where we need to do higher volume stuff. No, it's not volume. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, volume is what gets people injured, believe it or not, right? Your, your basketball players get stress fractures in their feet for running up and down the court so Too often. Yeah. Volume, not right. intensity. It's not that they ran too fast. It's that they ran too many times. Do you see that? Do you see over? So that's a good side question. Do you see over usage? Oh, absolutely. Especially in the young population. They just do too much stuff. They don't do it. They don't do it intense enough, but they do too much of it. So here's what, here's what I think we see now. We see athletes that substitute that. We talked about that intent or that effort, um, which is hard. But if they don't want to give that intent, that effort, they want the perception of of doing a you know a good job of working out or working hard. So they do more volume. More volume is equally as hard. It just takes longer and it beats up your body more. So you get more tired. But have you gotten much out of it? And the answer is no. And that's the same thing with this whole weight training idea. That I don't want more volume. I don't want more reps. 
I want good reps done with, with a lower number with good technique. And that's, what's going to make you stronger. Doing five sets of five is going to make you way stronger than doing three sets of 20. Way stronger. Really? Without a doubt. Three sets of 20 is easier though, Steve, right? Because it's a lighter weight. Um, It's easier to do. It's easier to coach even because now I'm doing things that are not very, you know, I can't, 20 reps of a squat is pretty ridiculous if you think about it. So we're not doing squats. We're doing, we're doing lunges or we're doing step ups or those kind of exercises that don't take much to coach. Um, and that's, again, it goes back to the idea that that's why we need coaches. We need strength coaches in our high school weight rooms, teaching our young athletes how to lift correctly so that we can do the right things. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Um, what, um, so what, what, so oops, sorry, I hit the mic. Um, what is the, what is the hardest thing for a basketball non lifter in the weight room? Well, I mean, what? Is it getting over the obstacle of actually having to get stronger? What's the biggest obstacle you see? Well, I, I think a lot of because of their their body type, um, most most basketball players are what we call an ectomorph, um, which means they're tall, thin, lean. Um, those those are what a bodybuilding profession would call hard gainers. Um, they have a hard time putting on muscle mass just because that's how they're built. Um, but they can, they still can. Everybody can. It's just a matter of of how you train it and how you do it. So putting on some mass in those tall, thin athletes is, is challenging. I think technically tall, tall players have a really hard time with squatting and deadlifting just because their femurs are generally so long right. that it makes them hard. And if they're not, if they're lacking some ankle mobility or if they're lacking, lacking some hip mobility, both of those movement patterns become challenging. And so what ends up happening, we end up shying away from those those exercises when the reality is those are exactly what they need to build the strength to be able to withstand the running up and down the court so many times and be able to withstand those forces that their body needs to be able to um to undergo so that they're not putting so much stress on their bones and their and their soft tissues um because they've gotten stronger and gotten their muscles to be able to do it right so what what kind of what do you see for injuries? What do you see as a sports performance coach? What well, do you see needs, injuries? Right? Huh? Obviously, you know, there's acute injuries. Let's not let's not talk about the acute injuries. We all know about those ankle sprains and, and knee ligament injuries, those kind of things. Everybody knows about those. It's the and those have been around forever. They have been, and they're not going anywhere. They're not they're not preventable. You know, you step on somebody's foot, you're gonna roll your ankle. I don't care how many balance drills you've done on a soft blue device, you're gonna roll your ankle. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, if if you land awkwardly and, and your knee collapses and, you're, and you, you know, you tear your ligament in your knee, that to me is preventable because you didn't land on somebody. Now, if somebody pushes you or you land and avoid hitting somebody and you do that, that's maybe not preventable. Let's not talk about those. Let's talk about the overuse injuries. And the number one we see are, are obviously like jumper's knee. Uh, or patellar tendinopathy, um, where the patellar tendon gets kind of sick and weak, especially in these younger kids. And they're really young. It's things like Osgood Schlatter's, which is another knee pain. I wouldn't call it an injury necessarily, but it's a growth. It's a growth pain from uh, excessive running up and down the court and jumping, using your quadriceps a lot. Um, that's really what it comes down to, though, Steve. Is is these athletes young at a young age are doing a lot of volume. And they're using the their quadriceps or the muscle, the big front thigh muscle, um, extensively. They don't use their their hips, their glutes, and their hamstrings very well. 
So they're putting an excessive load through the front of their knee, through their quadricep. Um, and that changes their whole biomechanics. And that puts a lot of stress on those ligaments and puts a lot of stress on those tendons. Um, and that's where I think we see the biggest the biggest problem is how our athletes move. And I, I jokingly kind of uh, blame basketball coaches for this because I remember being in eighth grade basketball. The only time I played basketball in my life was eighth grade. But um, <laughs> that's good. Um, hockey player, hockey player. I remember the, I remember the uh, basketball coach giving you three cues to be, to, to be in an athletic position. Okay. Here were the three cues on your toes, bend your knees, chest up. That sound familiar? It does. What is it? What position does that put you in? If you think about it, athletic puts you in a very vertical trunk position with your heels off the ground, your knees thrust forward, your chest vertical. So now you're loading your knees. Yeah. All you're doing is loading your knees. Um, when the reality is an athletic position is, is a hip dominant position with my heels down on the floor, my hips back behind my heels, my chest is still relatively up, but it's a little bit more forward than what we think of. And now what I get to use in that posture is I get to use my quads, my hamstrings and my glutes, not just my quads. And if I think about athletically, that's going to be much better for any basketball player um, than, than that one unilateral position. And do you think, do you think it's hard for young athletes to learn an athletic position, to learn how to run, to learn how uh, uh, their gait and the, yeah, some people's natural, but. Right. So here's the deal. Um, you have to get to them younger and that's where, that's where the training part comes in. The, the, for boys between the ages of about eight and 11, is something called the golden age of skill development, which is when their, their body is not growing very fast, but their brain is growing very fast. It's a great time to learn skills. So if we can teach them athletic position at those younger ages, um, it's easy for them to pick it up. It's super easy for them to understand and learn how to, how to move better. The problem is what happens during those ages? They're playing a lot of games, right? Those are the prime time AAU prime time club ages when they're playing 40, 50 games a year. Right. Um, and it's all about competition. It's not about development. So we don't care what you look like if you score 50 points. Right. Um, and that's what we have to get away from that. We have to get there. All right. This is a developmental age. Um, a lot of athletes will learn. A lot of athletes will learn to uh, run with a, with a ball in their hand or a, a ball at their feet. What do you think that does to their running mechanics? Messes it up. I'm yeah, guessing. Messes it up. Right. So if they learn to sprint with a basketball in their hand, that's the only time they ever sprinted was the basketball at their hand or the, a, a soccer ball at their feet. Um, it's going to change how they run. They're going to run more upright. They're going to run more stiff. They're going to run. They're not going to, they're not going to sprint well. Right. So we need to get these athletes sprinting without these implements too. And it's not bad. Don't get me wrong. Again, I want athletes to play multiple sports, but I also want them to participate in some, some developmental training too, to help round them out. So it almost needs to be built into the programs because yeah. again, these youth coaches don't know. Nope. It's absolutely. That's what we're trying to do with a lot of our area coaches is let them come in and do the skill work. Um, and then we'll take them and do the, the, the sports performance work. We'll get them working on sprinting as fast as they can without an implement in their hands or at their feet. Again, don't get me wrong. At some point, it's important that they learn to sprint with that implement in their hands at their feet. Absolutely. But let's teach them how to do it without that interference first, and then let's put the interference in. So, okay, yes, I, yeah. So I have a question. So let's say I have a um, a ninth grader, not super strong. How long would it take him to get more, to, to not get... 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.